we are here for the Surprise Lake Principal's Office uh, podcast, and I'm here with a podcasting guru, and I feel <laughs> like I'm not going to be ready at all. We just covered a little bit about the editing process, and mine has zero editing, and his podcast um, has mountains of podcasting. But um, I'm here with Mr. Stevens, our fantastic social studies teacher. Can you introduce yourself and your background and your time in our district? Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, my name is Jake Stevens, and... Uh, Background is uh, I'm a sociology major from PLU. I grew up in the area, Tacoma, Washington, and then I moved out to South Hill for a bit where I graduated high school at Rogers Go Rams. Then I moved on to PLU, like I said. Did not graduate with a teaching certification, but um, came back to that at a different time. Um, And uh, let's see, time in our district. This is year number, lucky number 13 for me. Um, but if you count the fact that I was a uh, Columbia Junior High's first student teacher, this is actually 14. You so, don't get to count that one. I'm but sorry. I stayed the whole time. I did a long-term replacement for Kelly McClure when she had her oh, baby. Well, so I taught all, all right. second semester. So I student taught first semester, and then I literally taught second semester okay then you get like then we'll we'll say 13 and a half how's that <laughs> there you that go sound fair? you know what i think of that too because i did uh, a lot of seven at the high school and i've been in the district so that's like 18 years and i um my very i kind of take this as my excuse of that i my first day of paid teaching was at surprise like middle school as a substitute teacher there and um so discovery is still my my one maybe i should sub there for a day just to feel like i could just, yeah. count that as a day yeah, so. you've been you've got way more experience. <laughs> so let's see. Um, we already covered background. When well, when did you decide to work in education? Well, like Besides I said, thirteen years ago, right? Outside of thirteen years ago, well, um, I went to work for Merrill Lynch out of college, and I worked in downtown Seattle, and uh, I worked in um, uh, the health and welfare department plus four hundred one ks. And uh, that was where I was during 9-11, which is kind of sobering up in a, you know, a skyscraper. I was also there for the big Nisqually earthquake, which is also disturbing being in a large building that rocks back and forth for hours after earthquakes. Um, so lots of adventures there. But after 9-11, the economy tanked and uh, Merrill Lynch decided to pull out of Seattle in, their typical, in that office and move it back east. So um, I was laid off, much like most people in the country at that point. It was a pretty dark time. And so uh, I had some options before me. Um, I was dating a girl at the time who was a kindergarten teacher. And since I had some time on my hands, I started volunteering in the classroom. And I found that I really enjoyed my time volunteering in the classroom. And then I had some people go, well, why aren't you a teacher again? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? What? And I started thinking back to my life. And I'm like, hmm. Let's see, I'm currently the uh, Sunday school superintendent for my church. Um, I've been camp counselor like crazy through college at Camp Lutherwood and Miracle Ranch and other places. Um, I liked school. I loved school. I did well in school. So I'm like, yeah, why don't I go back to school? And so uh, I did. And uh, because obviously I hate money, I went back to PLU. And uh, I had a fantastic, uh, apparently they took the only best, the best and the brightest that year because I had one Nicole Bettis in my class as well. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, our teaching uh, certifications and that's kind of the long route to where I am today. 
You know, it's that I've heard that a bits of that story before, but the most surprising part that I hadn't heard before is that you had uh, volunteered in a kindergarten class, right? And I don't know how you would find that as an experience that mm. would want you to be be a teacher at that point. I would think. Oh, I, know, I know myself. Yeah. Like I loved my time in the elementary. I loved. I was. I always saw myself as a high school teacher and a football coach. But then when I went to the elementary, it was fantastic. But I went. All right, second grade's my cutoff, yeah. man. They're too much snot, too much, uh, too much there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay with that. So they are. They do know, like so. to hug at that age. Um, I think it was good for me. It was good for my soul because uh, my job at Merrill Lynch was not good for my soul. Uh. Um, it was, uh, they you know, fill your soul up. well, it was a mind numbing job. You know, you go in, you clock in, you clock out. Um, it was also attached to a call center. So sometimes you had to get on and take calls. Um, but I had to do some pretty heartbreaking stuff cause I managed like, I was a third party administrator for some, um, big corporations out there. And, um, they would, people sometimes have to appeal like their benefits and being denied benefits or people passing away and the company is not wanting to pay and I have to defend on half, on behalf of the person and um, yeah it was it was it was pretty depressing at some times so this was a you know a step in a better direction a more healthy uh, direction for uh, my mind I'm bad man I can't imagine you working there man I just I go like you're you're all about I love to see like say when we're doing a, an assembly and you're running around with your uh, your lightsaber, or just you know, you you soak up times like that. Or I've seen you when you, um, you know, not that you do this, but I'm pretty sure that you could wake <laughs> up with, uh, you know, w- without taking a shower, jump into a class and start teaching. You know, you got sure. the natural <laughs> skills, you know your instructional strategies, so you can you can kind of roll with it. But um, I just I can't imagine you do something so kind of soulless without like that passion and the excitement of being a teacher. Yeah, you know, I I am rekindling a lot of my high school days because I was in like you know ASB and I did host and run around and be you know crazy in the assemblies like you're supposed to. Um, But yeah, it was it was definitely a different time. Um, You know what I don't miss is the uh, sometimes Friday would be a three and a half hour commute home um, in the dark in the winter. And I remember one time, you know, as you do, you give up your seat on the public transit to uh you know elderly or pregnant and i did this time and that was my longest commute ever it was a four hour (laughs) it was a four hour commute uh standing in the dark and of course this was the era before smartphones and cell phones and everything you're just you either have a paperback book or nothing (laughs) don't miss that well, I got to tell you, man. Now we are on—we're uh, like six minutes and forty-five seconds onto the first question, huh. and I was harassing Mr. Garrett about that just on my last one. So, um, right. but I feel Move like we firmly established the when did you decide to work in education? So we kind of skipped that one. We got that, um, unless there was something that you uh, wanted to throw in. No, I think that covers it. Okay. Uh, so, what is one thing that the students would be surprised to find out about you? Um, I would say I only sleep five hours a night. Ever, even on the weekends. <laughs> I remember you telling me that, man. And I go, that's why you can do podcasting or you things <laughs> like that. I go, it seems like your social calendar is a, a lot more exciting than mine. So We, we stay busy. Um, Mrs. Sully calls it, we're the family of um, uh, engaging activities. So, uh, yeah, we're always taking the kids out to do stuff. But, yeah, um, since I have a pretty heavy-duty hobby or... Uh, Second profession, as some would say. Um, yeah, that, that's how I get it done. Because family first, school first. But then once everyone goes to bed, 
9 o'clock-ish, then that's where I'm up till 12, 12.30 doing my thing, whether it's writing articles for the website, taking pictures, podcasting, uh, writing a presentation for a panel I'm going to do. So, yeah, we're uh-huh. busy every night. Well, and aside from that, you also get to watch the movies, and then I, you can vet them out for me, whether right. they're any good. But I don't, I've never heard you say a bad word about them, so I don't know. Yeah, you know, Star Wars, they're okay. <laughs> Star Wars, they're okay. Quote by Jake Stevens. Uh, what makes a good day at school for you, Mr. Stevens? I would say a good day at school. Nothing beats a day of excited engagement. I mean, there are those days. I mean, it's just like you're talking about feeding my soul, getting kids out here and getting them you know, engaged and excited and stoked about what we're doing, you know, or them asking constant questions, you know, sometimes it's a little much. It's like, okay, let's stop and think. But you know what? It's still, it's still good that there are, um, you know, it's one of my favorite things. Like one of my favorite days in social studies is when we teach, um, um, I call it the brain breaking day because I teach them about basic philosophy concepts, right? You know, the philosophers of ancient times. And I, pose some of the questions to them, you know, and simple things like what is good and, you know, what what's good and what's bad and do we really want to be good and we re- or do we just want to be good because, you know, we want to be bad but we just do good because we're scared of getting in trouble. You know, and all of a sudden throwing these concepts at them at, at ways that just gets them to think about concept, those ideas that they've never done before. Um, it's so fun. It's so fun to see them just light up. Yeah. So that's me. <laughs> that's learning, man. That's the cool part. Yeah. That's like when a kid is actually learning. And so often that when I ask that question and these these things, people go, it's that aha moment. moment. Mm-hmm. But I think you capture it even better because it's not about just that one moment. But it's like when a kid's really digging in and trying to, like, it's almost like they're just trying to pull it out of you. They so, are. They are. That's cool. the great thing about um, middle school kids. I mean, you, you, you can, they're excited to learn about what you're excited to teach them. So if I walk in and I'm bored to death of a subject, they are absolutely going to reflect that. And so, you know, you got to bring in that energy because then they're going to mimic that energy. And, mm-hmm. oh, he likes it? Okay, well, there must be something to this. Well, wh- why do you like this? What is this like? What do we do? So it's uh, it's definitely contagious. They can uh, they can spot a fraud a mile away, those right. kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, what's the best thing about being a teacher? And you kind of covered it there, but maybe well, you got something else for me. I think going back to earlier when we talked about Merrill Lynch, you know, um, it, it, you know, lack of a better word, it's not a very noble um, for me, it wasn't a very fulfilling or noble profession to sit in an office and constantly give bad news to people, right? I mean, that was kind of my job. <laughs> um, and uh, this is quite the opposite, you know, um, to to know that you're making a difference, to see that you're making a difference with a person, you know. Um, and I say see because you know, with middle school kids, that they're not, you know, quick to tell you you've changed my life, you know. But when they come back from high school, or you visit them, or you bump into them, and you're like, "Dude, did I tell you? I still thought about that. Um, I still thought about this. I went to a wedding this recently. There's a student I did stay in contact with, and um, she wrote uh, at her wedding the reason she chose the ring is because of a lesson I taught her once in class." about the history of why we, uh, you know, why diamond solitaires are important. It was just a media scam that came back years and years ago uh, with old Hollywood. And that became kind of the standard, and now it's the expectation. Um, and so I told this story. I was kind of talking, it was a media and society lesson, and uh, it stuck with her. But she, you know, I would never would have known that if I hadn't gone to a wedding 
15, 20 years later. That's so Or whatever. Cool. I, I guess I haven't been teaching that long. But it feels like it's that long. <laughs> well, you um, know what? I think of, uh, I had a shop teacher in high school, Mr. Doing, and Mr. Doing was not a great teacher, but, you know, he used to, uh, he used to go, holy buckets, you know, and we, we kind of joked about it, but it became part of my vernacular, and it's so funny because I hear my kids doing that, and I think about, you know, okay, even Mr. Doing, who maybe wasn't a great teacher, like, had that kind of impact and that lasting effect on, on generations, and I go, man, what cool, what a, what a better profession, even if we're (laughs) mediocre, we're going to at least have an impact on uh, on the world so yeah um, hopefully we shoot for something better than just teaching our kids uh, holy buckets but um, <laughs> well I had the method to my madness was my uh, civics teacher <laughs> there's a method to my madness and he would say it all the time and now you know I try to not say it as much <laughs> hold on all right so uh, next question is what is the last book you read Uh, My wife and I just vacationed over the winter break in Jamaica. We actually renewed our vows um, on the beach there in front of a small group of friends and family. It was magical. Um, But what I did is I uh, read Quantum of Solace, which is the complete James Bond short stories. Oh, really? Um, So I'm a super nerd, right, when it comes to, you know, sci-fi and Star Wars and comic books and toys, but also movies are a big thing. It's getting to be Oscar season now, and I'm getting ready to watch every Oscar-nominated film as soon as their nominations are dropped on the 22nd. Um, But So that takes me back to Quantum of Solace. Um, James Bond was written by Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming lived in Jamaica. Uh, while he was writing many of the Star Wars, uh, sorry, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, while he was writing many of the James Bond uh, stories that became movies, oh, really? and like for example, uh, 007 is name of the Jamaican bus route that went by his house, and so. See, this is the kind of stuff I love. Like when I when I talk to you about movies and stuff, and I go like, I, I you know, I remember when Star Wars, the last Star Wars came out, and we were talking about that. Um, I love that you think in the layers of different things. Like the, um, it's not just, it's not just. 007 being an interesting movie but like oh where did that come from what was his state of mind in that you know the layers of, of thought in that it's just it's it's interesting I'm on that way about uh, uh, understanding people and why why people do that thing um, but I, I just I love those conversations <laughs> with you for that reason yeah this is one of those things that I should probably edit out but no. I, I probably won't uh, what excites you about being in education right now Besides having me as your principal. Right? That's yeah. the number one. Number two, then, would be, um, uh, and, and this is this could be taken probably poorly, but I'm not that teacher, um, but I'm going to say media. And I really do mean that. Because as a social studies teacher, how living in the Pacific Northwest do I really take kids to ancient Egypt? And how do I take them to, you know, uh, gladiators? And how do I take them to all these different amazing things? Well, it's through you know, clips and it's through pictures and it's through music and it's through, you know, all these different things that are so accessible now with the internet. Whereas while I was thinking, you know, when we were in school, um, you know, they had to get the reel to reel out to play, you know, I mean, reel to reels, I'm a little older, maybe I had a few more reel to reels, but I remember watching science project on the wall um, and that was very limited, you know, and even those were dated by that time. And so now, you know, you can really, I mean, I've been talking with Mr. Garrett about how we can get those, um, the kind of like the Google Glass type things and have kids virtual reality explore ancient Egypt and Luxor and the and the pyramids. So, I mean, being able to bring social studies out and ancient history in such a deeper way as opposed to open up this book and look at this cool picture, I think that is what's magical right now. Wow. 
no kidding. Um, you know what? I just bought the uh, the Google Dream thing. Uh, my wife yelled at me for it because <laughs> that's how it is. But I, I was that same kind of thing. We did a thing when I was at Columbia Junior High School about Google Cardboard. Yeah. And just kids popping that on. Oh, yeah. I know for me, when I went to... I was a small town Montana guy. This uh, Yes, I had reel to reel Because remember, <laughs> although you may be a little older than me... There, you guys are a little farther a few, behind. A few years behind. Just a little bit. But, the, uh, um, but I had... Um, uh, I remember when I went on my honeymoon to Paris and I saw um, the, uh, gosh, what's the famous, the, the Louvre. Yeah, the Louvre, but what's the famous uh, Eiffel Tower? painting? Oh, <laughs> no, the painting. Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa. Yeah. There you go, the Mona Lisa. Uh, I saw the Mona Lisa and I went, oh my gosh, it's so small. It's just like, yeah. and it's a very insignificant painting. You walk through the Louvre and there's a billion paintings, so why is that there? And you think about the context that if a kid saw that and kind of saw... Okay, why is that? Then you can get into a deeper conversation of why is that a why is that a thing? Why is that a famous painting? Yeah, like, and I'm sure you could probably educate me on that. But <laughs> uh, my Mona Lisa knowledge is limited, I think. <laughs> All right, we're on to the last question, and right now we're going to break the uh, record for the longest podcast ever. But I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not taking a, a single bit of this out because it's been quality, and people need to see past the nerdy Star Wars, Jake Stevens, and I, really see the wonderful. I, oh yeah, you have that I, I th- thing No, there. I thought this was a three-hour podcast. I was just <laughs> getting started, so I guess not. All right. Let's wrap this up. Okay, well, last one. <laughs> if you could give one piece of advice to a student, what would you give? Um, in middle school, I think is important because um, I think I even needed this advice uh, when I was in middle school. Uh, step out of your bubble. Step out of your bubble. This is the time to step out of your bubble. Try that sport you've never tried. Try that instrument. Try that class. Um, make a friend that you haven't known since kindergarten. Um, ask people how they're doing. You know, put your hood down and look around. Uh, take your earbuds out and just step out of your bu- bubble. Be more aware. Um, I say I say this because when I was in middle school, I um, well going forward when I was in high school I was doing some reflection on for an assignment and I was talking to my mom and I was like I was trying to put some times in place and I was talking to them about the my dad's loss of his mother and you know about what that was like and I was like how come I don't have a good memory of that mom because it wasn't that long ago and she's like oh sweetie you were in middle school and I'm like, yeah. She's like, you're just, you were so self-absorbed. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And I felt really bad. I felt guilt later on in my years about not maybe being there as I could as a middle schooler for my dad who was going through something painful. And and so um, and so, yeah. I don't want anyone to have to have regret during this time, you know, or not play a sport that they don't know later on when they really want to play it. So try things. Step out of your bubble. And, uh, yeah, have fun with it. It doesn't last forever. I always tell my kids, don't rush to grow up because you can never grow down. Perfect. All right. That ought to wrap it up. Thank you, Mr. Sanders, for a brilliant podcast. Ha!